0: I'm optimistic for the future. I honestly think that my boys are gonna have a better life than I have, and I cannot be more thankful for that. And I haven't thought that this whole year, except for the last few days, because all this stuff that's happening right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: is for the best. Mm-hmm. If you wanna make the best omelet that you ever made, you gotta break <laughs> a bunch of fucking eggs. <laughs> and we are breaking <laughs> eggs, we're and Tomatoes <laughs> right now, Whatever you you in it? <laughs> Whatever you like in your omelet, I feel like we're making the best omelet that the world's ever seen. I really do, because we're talking about it. So much unspoken, silence never before shattered and broken
2: into this place before. I've got sure. Nassor Cooper, we are live from the Rewind. We are live. From Your the fantastic Rewind. bar. If nobody's been here, come down, check it out. Just not on Sundays because it's closed on Cheers, Sundays. buddy. Cheers. Good to see you, man. It's great to see you. I think I think this is going to be a great episode because number one, we need to talk music. We need people to know the Nassor Cooper musician that I've always known. But I think it's also a good time that we dive into some. Uh, Some weird shit that's going going around the world today how do do you feel about that well
0: i don't know what it's been like in other eras but this is one hell of a time to be a black small business owner
2: (laughs) it's never probably been crazier let's let's we'll dive into that let's go let's start off easy like this is like the opening track of the album it's just a very smooth perfect intro so dude so i'm trying to think of the when i met you i would have met you I'm guessing 2006 or seven at Cocktails in Marion, back when that was the day, the era, the place to be for like service industry people. Is that why you started going to Cocktails? Was that how that brought you in there or were you just always at Cocktails? No, I actually wasn't always at Cocktails. I got brought into
0: Cocktails through Crip. Justin Crippin oh, yeah. was the one. Because me and Paul uh, from Bohemian Soul Tribe were doing that, uh, doing that acoustic show down there at Bricks. So, like on the side, supplemental, <laughs> supplemental income is what we called. Yeah,
2: it. was that the name of the band? That was the name of the band. band. Income. <laughs> supplemental income,
0: That's the acoustic duo. Who was in that? It, it was, was just me and Paul Hollow. Yeah, the keyboard. So we're like, well, we need, you know, we're gonna do something when Soul Tribe's not playing, and, and so that was like our side project, Supplemental Income. Oh, it's good times. Well, but but then when that kind of transitioned out, we moved cocktails and Crippen got us a show there so that's what started me hanging out at cocktails that's like how I would have met you then
2: just just in that era of yeah everybody so many good people good vibes all around just yeah. a great spot it was truly what was the slogan of cocktails like a place where everybody gets well, to know well, your name well, everybody gets to know your so name so it's like a play on the cheers thing but it was true like I never felt sure. more like involved and welcome at a bar before you know it was
0: definitely very family-oriented. I know a lot of people were like, I, I, cocktails is not necessarily for me, but for those of us that it was, like, that was, that was home. I mean, hey, that's been my home bar for almost, that's so crazy. That's been my home bar for, like, I mean, I mean, 20 years now? Yeah, You know? It's so crazy.
2: I know, it's nuts. Well, so you're, let's go back in your music days. How did you get started in music? Like, how did how'd you find a, a love for it? Well, my parents, without question, I,
0: they're both way, way into music. Uh, neither one of them are singers, funny enough, but my dad's way into instruments. He plays a lot of woodwind instruments, plays some brass. His probably forte is percussion and, that's, and his biggest love. Um, but I mean, my parents were both DJs. Music is kind of how they met. So music has been a focal point in my life from day one. Just always around. Yeah, it. always around. And then
2: did you play, cause you play guitar. Correct, but did you? A did little. You, so you never really. You were just always a, kind of a vocalist, right? Did mostly. You ever... I, I I picked up the guitar. Yeah, I picked up the
0: guitar so that I could learn how to write a little bit. Mostly, you know, just to Help learn you. the chords and figure that out. And then I started playing a little bit more after the Soul Tribe thing kind of dispersed. And Paul, who was the guitar player for that, you know, he all those guys went into public property. And so then at that point, I started right. playing a little bit more guitar to kind of sustain myself and. <laughs> Continue to be able to play acoustic,
2: do stuff. the solo gigs and stuff like mm-hmm. that.
0: What was uh, what was the first band you were ever in? The first band I was ever in is Pondering <laughs> Pondering Peasant Poets. Was that the was name the name of it. PPP, <laughs> a band named by, of course, one Justin Griffin, who's going to be a, probably, I guess,
2: a he central was, theme of that. First band? It was,
0: it, yeah, that was the very first band. It was me and him doing acoustic stuff, and then. We picked up his pops and we had this other guy that would just drum every now and then, a couple guys. Uh I think Don Timmons was the first guy that just, really like drummed. Yeah. It was mostly just me and Justin, like it was like a basically acoustic duo. And he knew I was into music and like because I, I did, you know, choir stuff at school. Yeah. yeah. And when I went to Kirkwood I did the I did the jazz choir there and he kinda knew that. And he, you know, wasn't much of a singer, but he liked to write. And so we just kinda started going in his House and he had these lyrics or songs that he would write and I would, you know, write melodies for some of them. Some of them he had some ideas I would help him develop and we just kind of would do that just for fun. There was no like real like hey we're making a band. It was just like we're, hey we're just doing. I this. got these songs and you can sing and I was like so then we started doing that. of so them kind of cool and I was like okay well. You know, he's like, well, if you want to start playing some, you know, some shows or whatever, my very first show, <laughs> my very first live show ever. Well, I mean, technically, I would say it was Eddie Picards because when I was at Kirkwood, the jazz choir. Do you remember when Eddie Picards was on Mount Vernon Road? How long no. have you been to Cedar Rapids? No, I
2: dude, I moved here in '96 and oh. I was in high school, so oh, like I okay. did And then so I went like, to Iowa City. Okay, for it.
0: so that was like the tail end. Eddie Picards was up there on Mount Vernon Road, kind of by where the Vernon Inn was. You know what? You yeah, okay, it was like catty Corner to there. I definitely
2: don't remember but that. But that, was a, that was like a, just there. a jazz you know, club, yeah, type we
0: thing? Had a jazz club. Cool, it was awesome. And then, so uh, the Kirkwood Jazz Choir, we did our first, oh, my first gig. performance there. But my first, like, hey, we were in a band we were in a gig, was at the Stadium Lounge. What? Pottery peasant poets at the <laughs> Stadium Lounge. <laughs> that doesn't lounge. seem like a. That and, seems a and, weird thing. In a ninety <sighs> eight. 98 i think maybe it had to be 99 at the latest
2: <laughs> isn't that crazy stadium lounge first place i ever Still played there. so did you know right away because the, the way i know you is you're not shy and like i don't see you ever having any sort of shyness and getting in stage and being in front of a mic and being the limelight was that always the case or was it weird those first couple years when you played it was never weird for me to be on stage seeing in front of people
0: from the standpoint of like yeah nervousness or whatever uh, like stage fright or like yeah, you like never felt feel like the the magnitude of the moment at any point, even like you know you know when you get you know when you get in your first big stage in front of a real yeah. crowd and, and you're like holy Whoa. shit, I mean this stuff's happening like I never I was always excited for those moments. Yeah. I, I, I never felt like, don't, hey, the only time I ever felt nervous on a stage is if I personally wasn't prepared.
2: Okay, yes, that That's makes it. sense. I, Otherwise, then, if you that, did that, your homework... if you know what you're doing, you're oh, like, yeah. yeah, I know all the
0: words, I don't like... There's a couple times I got on stage like, eh, hey, I don't quite know this as well as I should. <laughs> so I was never nervousness about the performing or anything, but just maybe not being as prepared. Like, could have been maybe
2: but so, so then you went on after that. I mean like your probably your biggest project was Bohemian Soul Tribe, right? Yeah, without question. I mean that's what broke it open. That, Did that happen pretty quickly then in the early that was like the early two thousands?
0: It was. The 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 PPP thing was maybe like, you know, a year or two. And it was more like, you know, maybe like a year or two we were just effing around and writing and stuff. And then we were playing for like maybe a year. And then, consequently enough, when I went to Kirkwood, because I went to Kirkwood and then I went down to Iowa. So I graduated high school in 97. So 97, 98, I was at Kirkwood. I did the jazz choir there. Mm-hmm. And in the jazz choir that I was in, Jeremiah Murphy yeah. was the bass player.
2: <laughs> for every band in, in America, yep. Because he's the band. <laughs> and... Uh,
0: Keisha Pugh, <coughs> who was the original lead singer and drummer, uh, was in that band and uh, the jazz choir that I was in, and they were starting this band. Hey, we're starting this band. Uh, those, <laughs> those guys were from Tama. <laughs> yeah, they were. And uh, which is funny because I was just looking at—they had a band called Pepper Tree. Okay. So it's Jeremiah. That was their band. That was their band. Okay. They wrote original. I mean, they covered. They wrote some originals and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so they brought came to Kirkwood and that then that and they did the jazz program so that got them kinda into the funk. Totally. Soul totally. Stuff. And so then they were like, hey, we're starting this band. So I actually remember when Soul Tribe was like turning from Pepper Tree to Soul Tribe and started like practicing. I think I was at their first rehearsal. I wasn't in the band there You wasn't were just like, hanging out Yeah, I was just like the, the band was set there was no yeah. they didn't know me like I was kind of a groupie like <laughs> from like these dudes from class are, like pretty good like this <laughs> shit is amazing let me and so I was go hang out there. there was that Troy Troy I can't Phil and Phil I can't remember what his name was but I almost remember the practice that they went to and he had this blue cool blue drum set and they were playing i was like oh this is sweet this is sweet i want to do something and, like and this and then fast forward like a year later i was down in iowa city and the green room you remember the yeah, green oh room god, green oh god so, the awesome. green room
2: was the best <laughs> it's, it's not even there anymore no right? like, it's not green room was green room always took a back seat to gabe's because gabe's like iowa city it's gabe's but like green room was, the green room awesome. was where it was at yeah Remember, remember the uh, owner. His name was Blake. Oh, I. And de- he was like seven foot tall. Oh no! Like, hey, oh yeah! Hey, hey, I, I, I every
0: now and then still see Blake because Blake. Do you remember Trevor? I mean, I was. I assume you remember. He. He. I think he was. He was the drummer maybe for Brutus and the Magical Seven. I don't think I know that. Okay, Brutus and the Magical Seven was dope. It was like the first. One of the earliest hip hop bands. Oh, really? Like that I that was on the scene. You know, like they they had a MC, a live band. Yeah, it's now, amazing
2: how that's transported. That's X-Fi like what it is now. Place. Yeah, it is which is to me, dope. when you listen to album versions of hip hop, like I do want perfection in the beats and the music, but live, like that takes it to a whole other level. Like I think Kendrick Kendrick Lamar was rocking with a full band for a while. I was like, this is unbelievable. I love it. Yeah. <coughs> So you're so you get into Bohemian Soul Tribe and that went on for what was that like four or five years or so, if I remember correctly. I mean yeah. you guys were you guys were you were touring a little bit too, weren't you? We
0: were yeah we were like getting out a little bit and it's and funny enough we were really kind of hitting our stride and we were kind of making the making the play for like okay <laughs> hey so so what's next here like you know are we gonna shit or get off the pot kind of thing like you know like where, where do we want like. Because I felt like there was a big chunk of us that were like, hey, let's try to like go after this and get it. But then there was also part of the band that was not. Yeah. A, I mean, it was a 10-piece band. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, got, you got a lot of different agendas and, like, you know, Life plans. Well, dude,
2: you as a solo mu- musician making two hundred bucks, and you as a ten-piece band making two hundred bucks. Yeah, like, right.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Here's ten dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, facts. Oh my god. Oh, you, well, you've been you've been in bands before. You've been on the
2: music scene. For a while I, I, It's weird. Yeah. I've been I've been playing at bars before with other members. Yeah. Weird. Totally yeah. weird. <laughs> So, so then, Bohemian Soul Tribe uh, eventually kind of disbands, right?
0: Well, a little bit. I mean, basically, what happened was the, the horn section, the majority of it, uh, they were all going to grad school or what you know, pursuing other education, uh, higher education paths. So, it kind of because we lost the horn section that we had, and we're it in transition. Then we changed. They would, they would change the, basically, we started to ban. That was Soul Tribe without the horns called right. the spread. I don't remember that. It was a very short. We played in Iowa <laughs> City a lot. We were like, it was like in that in transitional period. This was like when Greener went down. This oh. was like this was like this was like when Greener and Soul Tribe were fading out and also pre-head trip and pre-public property. Okay. So cause pu- then
2: cause then that essentially became homemade head trip. A. And public property, like of, of a lot of those members, Greener
0: right? Greener and Bohemian Soul Tribe. Okay. Basically
2: was the makeover. They the all Boehme sort trip. of made all those. And bands. then and
0: then public property came in and just Went basically killed the spread. Because basically, funny enough, the those like at the height, I guess I would say, like the 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 touring public property lineup was basically
2: the spread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was basically without you. He
0: basically <laughs> took the whole band. And yeah, without me and then added the girls. Hey, it was it was never like a No, never. Like did, that kind of thing. And hey, there would be often oftentimes I would go yeah, and jump you, on tour you with, them? with them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I would jump on stage with them. I would sing songs with them. I'd sing backgrounds. I'd jump on tour for a couple days, get in the van, go to Minnesota, come back. So no, hey, they were totally family and great. I love all those guys. Dave, hey, Dave Vest is one of my favorite guys of all time. We actually did some split some shows and stuff public property is always going to be family, all those guys. Oh totally are, yeah I love love all them to death. So. so then
2: you did then you did homemade head trip, right Then that was kind of the next big project. And that was kind of the next thing for me. yeah. and
0: probably my favorite record that I ever was a part of making. From the standpoint that like it was literally made for no other reason except for like, hey, let's just write songs that we want to write. You know, like sometimes you get into a project or you get into this and you have like this, hey, we want to do this and we want to go, like you have this vision or whatever. There was no vision except for, here's some guys from Soul Drive, here's some guys from Greener. We all like playing, we don't have anything to do. We just started rehearsing. It wasn't like, even like, hey, we're going to rehearse. Just to play it music. It's like, hey, let's just rehearse and like blah, blah, blah. I was into a lot of yes at the time, a lot of <laughs> prog rock Really, I'll, 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 on top of like, you know everything else I was into. Just but that was sprinkle I, that into the so, mix So a just bit. sprinkle that in. So that kind of that kind of changed the whole like mindset of like what a song should be or could be. And it would just be like, hey, I got these two songs. Can we mash them up somehow? So it was like a lot of like
2: experimental. It's
0: literally like a lot of like six or seven minute songs that sound like two or three different songs. That was kind of the era songs. for that though. It was yeah, like, you know, what, there might have been some psychedelics involved too in my life at that time. I'm not gonna lie. But, you, know, I you can't do you confirm or deny self? that. I cannot confirm or deny that I have ever taken psychedelic <laughs> drugs, but but you might think that you have My, listening I to that. I might have. And here's the thing, man. <laughs> I'm planning on running for president, like, in four years. So right, I'm, right, right, right. You know, I'm trying to get out ahead of all the scandals. <laughs> you might as well just you know, talk about I'm it. I'm joking. I would never want that job. Oh, my God. Dude, we...
2: I oh, was, my God. Would I you was, ever was, want to be president? No, so see... Would you want to be president? And, and not to not to get political raps for oh, that, but, like, there are a lot of someone. people that think that, that Donald Trump literally did not intend to be president. Oh, that, that hey, he. he was I kind of feel that it. way. He was just doing it. Hey,
0: hey, hey whatever you whatever you think about Donald yeah, Trump yeah who cares okay hey go look at like interviews or videos of him and those first two months mm-hmm. like a deer in headlights yes hey like hey the the magnitude of the moment like, is only for anybody this? for anybody hey listen man look at any hey look at obama look at george bush yeah. from like day one yes to year oh end. when they
2: show those presidential oh,
0: photos dude they age so that job ages you more than anything <laughs> and how could it never, not I would never want
2: that oh i would not you, you don't do you, you don't sleep you don't you don't you, can't sleep. you don't sleep. <sighs> Well, you, you know, like I'm a big Howard Stern guy, and he back in the early 2000s announced on radio he was going to run for governor of New York, like as a joke, right? He announced this and he says platform was that he was going to bring back the death penalty and then he was going to fill the potholes with the ashes of all the people that the death penalty took care of. And he surged in the polls to like forty percent and he goes, No, 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 no. I no, this is a joke. I really do not want to do this. And he truthfully and I agree, I think Donald Trump was the same thing. It was just like this would be funny. Like, what if I ran for president? It was and a then, game. It
0: was a game. It was a game. And he wanted to win. Like, he wanted to win the game.
2: Yes. Where, yeah, he like, he to the, the prize. next level. <laughs> he just wanted to win the game. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that have been weird if, like, on his inauguration speeches, he's going, OK, we're good, actually. He so was, uh, go ahead, it, Hillary. It, you can it, have it. It felt like he wanted to be a catch and release fisherman. I just want to catch the <laughs> biggest
0: fish they can and throw it right back. It's like, no, but buddy, you can't throw this one back. You have to keep it. And you have to actually skin it. And then you have to actually fillet it. I'm so sorry. And figure out how to cook it. <laughs> And hopefully everybody eats off of it. No, no matter how you cook it, everybody's going to be pissed off at you. Yeah, who wants that in their life? I do not want that.
2: No, That's no. Gross. no I, I don't want that either. So hey, we're I, allowed to say what we want on I here. Respect,
0: I respect <laughs> those people. And it's a weird thing, too, because we, when we talk about politicians and, like, like the corruption or whatever, it's like anything. I feel like most people get into things with a with, with the right... Mindset. Yeah, of course. With, They're with, actually with, trying yeah, to do something. What with, with the thought to like really try to do something it's a slow path to,
2: <laughs> you know, the dark side or the other side or whatever. Like you know. Anakin Skywalker was trying to be good, you know, and then it just the it's dark just, side it, took him over.
0: Well, it's like, you know, I mean you gotta have your evil people and then you have your good people inherently, and the rest of us are just like products of our environment yeah. and like who, like, is influencing us. And, and, well, and that's, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but that's one of the big parts about this whole race thing that we're dealing with, you know? We're all products of our environment and what we see and what we've dealt with in right. our
2: experiences. So, well, I, dude, the, you know what? Fuck the music part of it. Let's get into this because I wanted oh, to tell you right. personally. Well, I wanted to tell you personally. Oh, this is going hey, to get deep, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? going to get really deep. I wanted to tell you. Hey, that, let's, let's not leave the music thing yet.
0: Okay, but let's, let's get back. into this. Because there's one, there's one more thought. thing. Hey, okay. no, this is the last thing. We're leaving the music thing, but this is the last thing. I feel like one of the first times you and I really made a solid connection, yep. like super, super good. You know what I'm going to say? Yes. It?
2: What? The cocktails jam. The jam, baby! You know it! So the, that was the greatest. I've done some really cool things musically. Uh, I've, I've had an amazing career that if I yeah. stopped playing music today, I'd be fine. Yeah. But like one For of sure. the coolest things. Things I think I ever did was we did this cock. It was only what like two weeks. We did it like on a Sunday night at cocktails. We did this open jam. Oh, was so, hey, and, and 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 it was unexpectedly. I think that's why it was so great because
0: I, hey, at that time like I didn't know that you played. Like you were just Mike Schulte, that super cool dude. Well, I kind of wasn't really playing. You weren't at that playing point with anybody. Life. I'd no. never seen you play. No. You didn't really. You know, he's not a really boastful kind of guy. No. There was no—you didn't have any projects that you were promoting nothing, or anything. In fact, Somebody I was an adult about now, it. so
2: I—I I don't play music. Oh,
0: oh you were oh, dealing with that thing. Like, I was I, going through that. I'm, like, well, I'm a grown-up now, so I got to leave this tiny, thing that I love behind. Hey, I work at Aegon now. Yeah, I'm a corporate person. No, hey, no. Exactly. I was that, going that was through that, that and I—you nice. I, I, oh, know yeah. Josh
2: Meisner was the one that pulled me out of that. And yeah. he said, "Dude, come on." He goes, "Let's just let's just get together. Let's play some covers. Let's have a good time." And that got me back into playing, which then somehow brought about this, hey, I think it was mostly kind of Crippin' was like, let's do this Well, here's what happened. There was a (coughs) show that we were supposed to play or something that was supposed to
0: happen that got canceled. And so it was like a last minute kind of throw together thing. It was like, hey, let's just throw a jam together. And it was like, all right, whatever. And and it was intended to let people get up and play.
2: But but no one. But,
0: but I, but I think <laughs> I, actually I don't think it was was it an open GM like that because I think it was more like it was like a closed it was like a open cl- to the group of musicians we had and invited. we have
2: never practiced together so we're just yeah. gonna get yeah but together it was like play. all
0: people we knew who was could it play. So,
2: I was on drums Jeremiah Murphy was on bass yeah me you were Crippen, you were singing Crippen was on guitar was,
0: I don't know if Clay was playing keys or, I think he was or, or it was either Clay or maybe even Paul Hollow was still I think it was Clay in the mix. At and and you know what
2: was weird for me is looking at all of you guys as being these seasoned, amazing musicians and then being able to sit in with you on that was one of the coolest moments I've ever had. Oh, dude, it was, hey, well, well, and here's the thing about it too and the
0: beauty of, like, music in general is just like of all of the things that I've been a part of in my life, music is the purest as far as people share the same mindset as yeah. far as whatever the project is that you're working on or whatever style of music that you're in. Hey, some of the funkiest, <laughs> the most badass dudes that I know that can funk it down are white are some white dudes that I because they love it. Yes. And so for me, it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I was in Soul Tribe, because it's like, damn, these white boys are dope. Right. They are bad.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like they funked it up
0: as more than anybody right. that I knew. I was like, hey,
2: let's do this. Well, don't you think, and, and maybe this is a transition, but I've always felt that music is one of the places where racism doesn't really exist. Well, hey,
0: well, right? hey, it, it, well, it, it, does, it, it exists is there. in a different
2: code. Right. Hey, look at the history
0: of, I mean, hey, listen, the, the first... African Americans in this country who were truly accepted on almost that next level. But back then it was weird because it was like, hey, in this moment you're a god, but also once you get off stage, oh, right. go use that water fountain, <laughs> yeah. not mine. But, but, That's but like- so weird, right? But, no, it is, but like, I mean, black musicians were like the first true superstars of, you know, of acceptance. For, for us, even even before you know Jackie Robinson broke the barrier, it was just bear, a little bit. A, but but because because the music has its own language, yeah. And if you subscribe to that language, and if we it speak the same who's language, doing it when we when we're speaking, man, it doesn't you it know doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. You know, it doesn't matter. And so for me, I feel like music is one of the most beautiful and purest forms of expression simply because of that it it, it's, it has no race it has it, it just has the purity it, it's a, it's, i mean it does obviously but it does there are but the, cases but you know what it. i'm saying the purity of the the art and and the love of whatever the style that you're doing or you know the caliber of musicianship that you're playing with, just like yeah. that day, we were all sitting there jamming, and, and like you know, we played some loose forms of songs. We probably tried some stuff that didn't sound <laughs> that right. But you know, you're looking around and you're feeling everybody. Yeah, I didn't know it you was very, amazing. But, like that—that's that a connection us. that people hey, don't know don't about. Hey, I don't talk to you for 20 years and I see you. Yeah.
2: Hey, remember that we'll, jam a cocktail scene? Because
0: not every time I see you, but I mean, I remember for a while there. I mean, over the last decade or so, I mean, we. You know, we w- talked about how great that was. I would love to
2: do that again because the that way that my musical career has gone is it's it's become a lot more structured, and these are how oh, things is it? happen.
0: Your 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 musical <laughs> career is structured because you have like the greatest <laughs> biggest cover band that's ever existed in the history of the world. Well, hey hey okay, let's talk about this too. This is a funny story for me. I don't know if I've ever told you well, this. I want to have I never told you about this. Publicly. This is the spot. Uh, so you guys used to play. And that, well, you guys were Cedar Falls. I mean, that's where you, that's that, where it started. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember when Dante was Dante's the reason. Oh, dude, hey, let's not. Hey,
2: we, we can do a whole podcast
0: on how great. Yeah, were. Dante. And, and
2: here's is, the best part about Dante is that he is one of the best drummers I've ever heard. But then he decided he wanted to play bass guitar, and he's the best bass player. And he's the that best, best bass player that I've ever heard before. It's insane. Dante is
0: one of my favorite <laughs> musicians that I've ever met. Like, and also just like, if you're talking to that dude, like he's so like yes. humble and yes. like. But you're like, dude, this is the baddest dude that you know.
2: Yeah, completely. And if you I just want to, to make play drum sure you know that. Or
0: bass or guitar. You know, what do you, you, you want to sing to me? Go best. for it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And sing and. <laughs> but Dante's how I got turned on to you guys. You guys played in that place that was upstairs where you went up the stairs. In
2: uh, Cedar in Falls. In Cedar Falls. Oh man, I don't know if there was that. So this would have been before. You went my up the stairs. No, no. The no. reverb? Bangum! Yes. Bangum, the reverb. That was the place. Which was like a metal club. Yes. But but the old Fortis must have played there. <laughs> and Soul Tribe played there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's you know what's also weird. You get in, in certain situations, you get these just magnificently, deliciously juicy weird matchups. Yeah. I yeah. played so many weird shows with Soul Tribe. But those Warriors, are the best or, though. They always, always were the best. The yeah. mismatched shows were always the best.
2: Yeah, always.
0: Completely.
2: But okay, keep going. The point of the story is. I
0: remember. The marquee said "Pork Tornadoes," and I was like, "What the fuck is that? Like, is that a band name?" The Pork Tornadoes. Hey, and I went off on it all night. I'm not. Of course, lie. I of course. Stop I was like, Pork. "I was like, that is the dumbest. It is. band name that I have ever heard in my life." Pork Tornadoes. I was like, "I don't know how good these guys are, but that <laughs> it <doesn't> name matter. <laughs> is just going to kill them, regardless. There's no future for a band with the name Pork Tornadoes." I mean, I've been mean, literally like all night, not on stage or anything, but just amongst my phone I was like, that is the dumbest man. The- these ever. guys will be They have
2: no future. <laughs> <laughs> on your name
1: alone.
2: But it's true though, man. It is and do you know- forward to 2020. They had a future. Do you, right, you want to know they still do? Do <laughs> you want to know legitimately why I think that changed? I-, I-, I think there's a moment where we were trying to take it seriously, and a buddy of ours, we needed a new logo. The old logo was like a tornado with a pig in it, like it was was. terrible. So we needed like a new hip looking logo and our buddy designed that little block, the pork tornadoes in block letters. And I still forget, you look at that and you don't hear the name, you just see it. Like you don't don't hear pork tornadoes, you just see a cool logo. And I feel like that was legitimately a very important step that our band took. Okay, yeah, for sure, but hey,
0: the most important step is, And that dude that sings for you Is a goddamn monster He the best he, He's my he, he, hey, he's, hey My favorite singers That I know For sure Like hey Kevin Bird's the top of oh, the list Oh yeah Oh good like, He's the top dude But dudes that make me Feel like I gotta go home And work <laughs> Kevin Bird's the top of the list And then right below
2: that For me is fucking Meisner and yeah. Mace Yeah and you know what's funny about, like, a Meisner and a Mason, probably a Kevin, too, is that, like, Mason doesn't really try or no, care. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't it. practice. It's, it's effortless. It's, it's effortless. He's just naturally that badass. We we're we doing a live stream next Saturday. We haven't played. Fuck you, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we haven't. No, I just <laughs> can I love you, brother.
0: <laughs> we, ha- we haven't played a show since February 15th. Russell's out here, you know what I'm saying, like, we're just rubbing two sticks together. This dude's got a zip on. Just... <laughs>
2: But that's how I feel playing drums. I worked so hard to be a mediocre drummer. And then there's guys like Dante that are like, didn't practice for the last year. But truthfully, Mason has not sang since February 15th, our last show. And And, and he's going to be just fine.
0: He's going to be a monster. But here I am literally
2: spending hours on my drum set trying to get back into show shit.
0: (laughs) I like that dude a lot, actually. And uh, actually, the first time I met Mason, I think, was a head trip show. No, yeah, because I hadn't seen broke when you guys were at that one place. But we played a show in Independence. Weird. Some little lodge thing. Ask Mace about this. Some little lodge thing on some <laughs> shitty little trailer. <laughs> and he opened for us.
2: Just a solo acoustic show? super
0: young. Yeah. You know, like. Probably I mean, had
2: long hair, no beard, yeah. kind of a thing. Yep.
0: Yep. Looked like he could have been right in. Uh, Dazed and confused, you know what I'm saying? Like he looks like he came straight off the set of Dazed and Confused to come play this little set, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, who is this white yeah. boy? Yeah, he got that super white boy soul going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just the just the natural control, yeah. just the tone toning control. I mean, that's it, that's the whole thing. And I don't like. want to literally, I don't, wanna, I don't want to, I don't
2: want to give Mason the, the the props that he deserves. You know what I mean? Because like. He wouldn't even, he's not even going to listen to this. And secondly, he's going to be like, fuck you both. But
0: all right, well, so the, no, so the, but there's so one you thing. At, you're at the part where we're talking good. Hey, <laughs> I
2: mean, we're really concerned about your tone.
0: <laughs> you know, one of the best analogies I've ever heard about anything, it's like to get from zero to 80 of anything, <laughs> like to get pretty good is here, but like you have to work as hard to get from zero to 80. As you did, to, to get from 85 to 80 to 85 is oh, different 80. Like that, each, each percentage point
2: that like- it gets harder and it, harder.
0: Because there's not much more stuff to like- That's true. Get to. So like how, what what are you getting better at? You have to work way harder to get that extra little bit more control, that extra little bit more, you know, tone,
2: that extra- That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, for sure. I'm just flatlined. Like I have like an old car that only gets up to 80 and it won't go any further, like as far as you push. So I'm just hanging out. That's hey, well, good for
0: you because like <laughs> if, if that's the case, man, you're like, I don't know, Mike. You just you just strike me as just like this classic, vintage Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? It's like, smooth. It's, it's so flashy, smooth. Smooth. It's, yeah. Hey, listen. There's cars that go faster. There's cars that are newer. Maybe like, they don't ride as nice. They though. don't ride as nice.
2: I you like this. I like this analogy, nice. man. This do is you? great. This is really tooting my just, own horn, hey, bro. Hey, call
0: me up. We can do this like once a month. I'm not know? actually recording. I'm just
2: up. having you build me Perfect. up. Perfect. For- <laughs> Even better. Well, no. <laughs> Even better. I, they, like, okay, for real though. Like, let's let's get serious here. My my mental my mental state over the last like three to four months has been pretty poor. Like, I'm a generally a pretty positive guy, but like you throw in the COVID nineteen and the not being able to have outlets of music, like that, that hurt me pretty bad, dude. And then just when you think like we're coming out of it and we're like all gonna get back together, like all this recent event stuff happens. And I, I've, I've done some very like introspective, I've been, I've been hanging out with myself and I've been thinking and I actually put up a post the other day that said like, I don't know what to say so I'm I'm listening. Like somebody finally put the words. I didn't know why I didn't have words to say. And I felt bad that I didn't have words to say, but I realized like I just wanted to hear what people are saying. And so first of all, I want to tell you now that you're coming back over here. I want to tell you that I love you and I've always loved you. And I've never seen I hope you can know that I've never seen like anything other than us being friends and like musicians and hang out at a bar. Like I've never seen oh, there's Nassar. He he's a black guy. Like, I've never seen that. But I feel bad because th- I feel like that's not enough anymore. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that all this happened because it's making me think beyond that. But I also don't know what to do. So beyond listening, I want to have conversations like this in person, not on Facebook, where like somebody can actually say true feelings and true words for people to listen to and take in. And I don't know if that's the right way to think about it, but that's where my head's at right now. And like, is that where I should be? Like, Yeah, I, I, hey, I, I might shed tears during this, during this now. So okay. just say,
0: hey, I'm just saying, hey, this is this official <laughs> warning, because that's funny that you say that, because for me, you finding your voice or you saying whatever it is that you put up there yeah. and, and basically saying that was like the catalyst and the motivation for me to find the right words for me to say from my perspective, so, so you like I typed out way? a bunch of different yeah. things, a bunch of different things to type, and it's just weird now because I'm in this different position. Because, I, hey, I I know, I think, maybe maybe I'm off base, but I really truly believe in in my heart one of the greatest things that's happened for me personally is my desire and to try to be a better person to be. Completely honest with myself about yeah. my faults.
2: Yeah, because we all got it. And em. I
0: know, and I know how <laughs> I am. I know how quickly I can emotionally let things pop off, and like I'll say something or you we, know get get out there, maybe on emotion on a post or something. But I've really tried not to do that because the truth is, in this new age that we live yeah. in, <clears throat> with social media and everything, I mean, it's an instant world. You so could. if you have a lapse of judgment. Like if you have a <laughs> lap- emotional do. moment. they all do. Like, hey, I, I put some stuff up on Facebook that I, I'm, that I re- hey, as a bar owner, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys have probably all seen some things you're like, ooh, Nassau, or ooh. what was that? Ooh. Like, you know, I had some, a couple emotional moments and then Cooler has, you know, I pull that down or whatever. But it's like, I really try not to do that. And I also am trying to get myself into a position now where I have to remember... I don't only represent like myself yeah. or my thoughts. I also represent this place and, and your family and, the, and my and family your friends, and everybody and, that works here. And I have an obligation to to do what's best for this place. But with <laughs> all that being said, this whole thing is different. Do, why does this, this one whole, feel different? Why does it feel like, different? What, what, what,
2: is it because because of social media, or is and it because it finally one hundred percent? And you know, what's super
0: funny. You know, because me, me and Kale will talk like. Henderson. Henderson, okay, shout out. The greatest.
2: I have every the greatest people every ever. podcast Dude, in the history a, of Cedar Rapids always has a Kale Henderson shout out. Probably, there. right? Because
0: he's great. He's great.
2: <laughs> but and, you're, you're, I, I know you're right. where you're going with this because Kale always has the words and he always. says them. And we, we joke always. about Kale. Kale could put a picture of like an umbrella and he would get 700 likes on his face. <laughs> like, like, that's how we joke about it. But, but I would look at Kale making these posts, and I'd go, I go, don't, I, don't, I, I don't have the words that you have, Kale. Okay, and, th- and, and that's the beauty of this whole thing that's, that's
0: happening for me. And, and so the point I was going to make, when I talked to him yesterday, and we talked about this, and we talked about you. Like, Kale and I are way more vocal. Like I mean we we make a lot more posts throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout whatever, and, and, and that's a platform that we use. But the truth of social media is whether you're conservative or or liberal, whatever your viewpoint is, whether your religious point is, social media has become such a huge part of our lives and our society and that voice. Has a lot of power, and the people who choose to use that yeah. platform are always the extremists. Correct. So, the only people that have a voice on there, I mean, you know, most of us use it to connect with people that are out of town, that, you know, a for. lot of people, they don't use that platform no. to voice opinions, and I respect that, and that is perfectly okay. Totally. But what's happening now is you just have this extreme view from both sides that is the only thing that yeah. has a voice. There's nothing in the middle anymore. That is what's happening with this now. The middle is fighting a voice, and it doesn't have to be as loud. Correct. It just has to be present. It just has to. So be for you to make the post that you right. made, and the post, my friend John Fry, who uses Facebook <laughs> two times a year, <laughs> all of a sudden, to, to say, "Hey, here's my kids. Hey, I'm still alive." You know what I'm saying? Like those people talking about how they talked about it with their kids, right? Him and his wife, and they didn't have the answers, and how frustrated they were, but they just knew enough is enough. And like, I don't know what to tell you. Like their kids are asking them questions yeah. and people are having conversations with their kids that they shouldn't be having yet. Yeah. But, but, but is, those are the most powerful voices. Yes. And this is why it's the most powerful voice. I'm going to tell you why your yeah. voice was the most powerful for me is because you are going to be a catalyst for other people who are trying to find their voice. Right.
2: So they might feel the same way. Not and-
0: everybody needs to be marching. No. Not everybody can be on the front line like no. that. Not everybody has to be on social media every day right. pounding the pavement with their opinion. But those of you who are truly trying to find your voice right. are going to allow other people in your situation to try to find their voice. Got more peoples. We do have a we'll talk to more people. What? I was say, from
2: my point of view, Tim Fraser, everybody yeah, yeah, just I, I, randomly I, 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 shows yeah. up, joins the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I don't I would say there's I don't think I found a title to your car. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, we again we are at the Rewind. Uh, come down here, enjoy yourself see a great DJ from time to time, Tim Frazier, DJ verbatim. Go ahead, man.
1: So, what (laughs) Nasser said is exactly true. Um, But what I've noticed, the two things that I've noticed that are different than any other, you know, Trayvon Martin, or or any other um,
2: issue like this,
1: um, this one's different (laughs) because of the scale of it. Right. Um, We got people in Germany that play soccer, that have something written on their shirt, or on their shoes, or um, you know, people in Russia, people in you know, all over the world yeah. that are fighting this same thing. Um, and then the second thing is exactly what you were saying. Um, and, and not to be racial with what I'm about to say, but there are, it seems like there are more white people just trying to understand, Right. trying to, asking questions that they didn't ask before right you know now they're reaching out to their friends i've had several people yeah. reaching out to me I, just I've saying hey man i just want you to know i love you you know regardless of that, all right? you know? um and i just you know yeah obviously it's it's a timing thing yeah but i feel like those two things are what make this situation right way different than than any other situation that we've had right just the fact that you know the white people that are stuck in their ways or you know have been this way for their whole lives,? Right. Um, they're not just blurting that stuff out on Facebook. Right. They're like asking people, "Hey, is this okay to say? <laughs> right. should I say this? Like um, I've had people say, <laughs> "Man, I want to say something about this, but I don't want to say the wrong thing, correct? Because it's such a sensitive topic for, you know <laughs> but at the, in my right. mind, and maybe Nasser can second this, I'd rather you ask the question, right. Um, then just assume or, or, you know, if you're not feeling it, run it by me, let me see, you know,
2: I'll, I'll help you out. Even if that's, if, even if that's the smallest change that happens right now, like that's a huge step. I feel like just the like, okay, I don't, I'm not this guy that knows everything, right? I don't know anything about this. And that was the hardest thing for me is to be like, yeah, I don't have answers and I want to talk to my friends about it. And what's been cool in my life that I've seen is just more conversations are happening.
1: Exactly, like yeah, my comfortable um, conversations being. My family's
2: had. got a text thread going on right now where we've been like sharing, like, "Oh, you should read this," or "You should uh, watch this documentary." And I'm lucky because my parents are very like amazing and they love everyone. But like, I feel bad, like. You see, like somebody like Matt Matt Rissy, Like, did you read his oh, story? That yeah, was that heartbreaking. Was
1: that voicemail. Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and and that's what's heart-rated. super sad is because it oh. seems like the older you are, the more likely to be a terrible person. You well, are, uh, right.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's
2: been ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: and that's just the, We're all a product of the, our environment. Totally. And, I, and when, I, when I was younger, I, when I was saying more crass, I was like, "Hey, you know what? Racism is gonna get better because these old white folks are gonna be dying." Like, oh. but
2: like
0: <laughs> my, my early
2: twenties, they keep of, That was one of my people. favorite
0: sentiments. In that, in that some
2: cigar, class or something, but, it's slowly happening. No, hey,
0: but, but, but because we're all a product of what we see and touch and taste and feel, yeah. and now everybody's Feeling and seeing and touching and tasting other things, yeah. other races, other you mm-hmm. know uh, sexual preferences. It's I mean, so hey, LGBTQ. The, not, the, yes. the, I mean the whole thing. This, this is what I say. How much has
2: changed in that in the last five years? <laughs> Just like yeah. unbelievable. There's a lot more letters. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> but but in <laughs> <and>
2: accepting of <laughs> that yeah, too, yeah. Like, we're all like, cool, we're good <laughs> with that.
0: That this whole thing. I, and maybe I don't. I can't remember who I heard say this, but ultimately, what I think. Will be the best thing to come out of this is that this whole thing is going to be a victory for communication. I mean, and that's exactly like what you said. Like y- your family yeah. and people, like b- because the people who have to fix this are the people who are least affected by this. Correct. And it has to be an issue for them. It has to be an issue for you and your family to have those. Hey, it doesn't affect me, have. but this
2: is a problem. Like, like to this this have is just that not in, okay. Yeah. Or you even take that further, and, and,
1: it's, it's a it's. It's the system that you're benefiting from right. that you have to try to dismantle. Right. So that's, that's the yeah, whole that other is, side of it, too. Like, I, I don't want to, like I said, but the white privilege thing, um, it's going to take, what we need to understand is, it's going to take, unless over the next few years, black people are starting to you know, be more of a presence in government and whatnot, um, it's going to take it, white people to make these changes, to say, changes, no, to say hey, this system that I've been benefiting from since I've been alive, right.
2: Is wrong, Right.
1: And I don't want to benefit from it anymore. I want to fix it right. for other people that I don't even know. That's so, what it's going to take.
2: So as people, oh, go ahead, man. No, you go oh, ahead. Oh, no, as people that are listening to this, like mostly being musicians, which I think are very accepting, but like what, if somebody's listening to this going like, hey, listen, I'm feeling slightly bullied into like trying to speak up about this, but I also don't know what to say. Like, what what do you say? I mean, is it most important to just listen or is it most important to speak out or is it, most important to just have conversations? Like, how, how, do, how do we help, like, in general?
0: My opinion is, it's all of those things, but it's also what you're comfortable leading with. What, 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 what is the step that you feel most comfortable leading with to get yourself to that place? Right. So, like First I said, foot, like- some people were like, I don't know what to do, I'm just gonna go out and march. Cool. and like just and just be in the very back and listen and just and just be there to see it yeah some people have reached out to me and just messaged like you said to say hey I just want to let you know man I see everything that's going on ha- out here I don't even know what to say about it but I just love you and if there's anything that I can do to help you or anything that you think that I can do to help other people yeah to you know come on board and be understanding here's you know my support so it's
2: not always a broad it's not always this giant thing that you have to do it can be these small things right i i think it's about the small
0: things yes Mm -hmm. i think it's about the giant things and the small things and in between and everybody that has is coming from a place of sincere desire to change the narrative on this yeah it's just, bu- it's just bullshit happened. that okay. we're
2: still talking about
0: I, I, I know it is, I but can't believe it. I, I know, but, but but that's also part of it too. That, that's one of the most important parts that doesn't get talked about. Because we live in an age where a black man's been a president of the United <laughs> yeah. States. He's been the most powerful <laughs> man on the planet. So for a lot of people, racism's dead, right? It's hey, the, we, we did history, it. most powerful man in the world is black. It. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> Yes and no. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> in some areas, in some situations, absolutely. And I, and I was, this was why I was getting back to Kale, I said something to him yesterday and he was like, I don't agree with you. But by the end of the conversation, he kind of saw where it's coming from. These are the most moral times in the history of the world. This is the greatest time to be black, to be a woman, to be. LGBTQ so far right it's the it, best It's without question yeah and people are like how can you say that all this shit, because there's exposure yeah because we're seeing it now Yeah, it's not worse it's just you it's see just it now now we're talking about it too. hey there was a time where you could walk down the street in certain parts of this country and see a black man hanging from uh, a tree and it was normal and it was not I and mean am not maybe, maybe our, it wasn't
2: normal but it was like it was hey it wasn't headline news that's within like the last couple generations. Okay, so too. a black man hanging <laughs> from a tree—if
0: we saw that's headline
2: news. Oh yeah, that, is, is, is
0: that not enough progress? Yes, but it's progress. So, so when I say like things are better, I'm saying that things are better because there are opportunities for people. Hey, somebody generated this list.
2: Dude, uh, I was going to bring that of up. all of
0: mm-hmm. the black-owned businesses in, in this, uh, restaurants. I'm glad they stuck me in there because it's been great for me this oh, week. Yeah. People have been coming in. Oh, I don't serve food. I'm not a restaurant. <laughs> I'm just a bar. But hey, but you know what? That whole thing, like I stood outside of this building and I shed tears for like two or three minutes. And then this chick from the Gazette called me and I probably preached to her for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get but, going. <laughs> but no, but like it was like the culmination of like everything that's happening when you talk about race relations, the COVID, small business, the, the way that we've been getting hurt. Like I was looking at that list and there's so many people on that list like that I went to high school with or that yeah. I grew up and went to church with and like see all those people like Doing branching out successful. and like being their own, you know, their own entity, their own boss. Like that gives me hope right. because our kids are going to have the opportunity to make that list twice as big. Totally.
2: Like that's, that's the victory. That's a really- that is, that's the victory. I've never so is that what you said to Kale where you go it's it's never been a better time it's never and, been and a he better was time like, no you can't but yeah. then you you explain it like hey, we're communicating, we're talking about it. People are like actually standing up and saying, This is not okay. Yeah. That's dude, that's a great point. It's still not where it should be. It's but, not, and it's, it's got a long way to go. It's by
0: far the best it's ever been. And anybody that doesn't see that is It's kind of missing the point. Like we're (laughs) making, like, hey, take this ball and run with it. We are making progress. Mm -hmm. It's going.
2: Keep it moving forward. And that's what I'm saying, like
0: people like you, like even just like, just
2: Just being on the map. You don't
0: even have to be the loudest voice on the map, but just being like, hey guys, we're on the map here to say, this is not okay. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And that's the other thing too. So also for, uh, you know, hey, for those of us who are affected by this, we also have a part to play in this from the perspective that we have to be accepting of those people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are now saying I was wrong or right. I still don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying from the purest place in my heart to figure out what is it I'm supposed to say? What my voice is supposed to be? Why is this not okay? Right. Because this is weird for because nobody likes to feel attacked. No. And if you as a, a white person or Caucasian, you feel like you're getting attacked, I mean, you're not going to be as open to communication and understanding if somebody's attacking you. It's like, hey, every fight that you had with your wife or your girlfriend about taking the garbage out, I went about taking that garbage out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's about like, that was like the breaking point. So we are at that breaking point. So we have to also be willing to accept that there are people who have had a different mindset this whole time and have been wrong who are for the first time trying to acknowledge that they are wrong and that they still don't know. I feel like ignorance is a word that gets this harsh connotation to it, but it's just a lack of understanding or knowing. I'm ignorant to a lot of things. And until we fix that, and by talking to people who are affected by things, talking to people who have been educated by these things, and opening up these conversations like we have, that we're not gonna be able to fix it, you know? And and so we as black people have to also be accepting that there may be people out there that we have questioned their intentions or their integrity or what they're trying to get out of something. I'm not saying we're not going to be cautious. I'm right. not going to say we're not going to still be angry. I'm still, not going to say we're not right? going But, but to open up that line of acceptance in the same way that you guys are trying to walk through that door, yeah. or trying to figure out we're, what we're door all to trying walk to in. we're all trying to meet yeah. up here somewhere, right? I'm telling you, man. I the last few days, a couple days, have been the most encouraging of all my right. uh, of. My life, my life is a mess right now.
2: (laughs) It could not be any more messy, and I'm more encouraged than ever. But you like have a really positive mind. I do, I
0: really do. The weather's nice, people are talking about things they haven't been talking
2: about ever. The COVID is over. Haven't it's, you heard? What? <laughs> it's over. Oh, man. You know <laughs> we're Making getting news. You know I we're know. getting
0: shut down again, right?
2: It's going to happen, right? Uh, I'm
0: going to be so sad, but I'll be way more prepared this time. Yes. Which is what we're talking about this whole thing. Yes. Whatever happens. <laughs> we're
2: just trying to be way more prepared and we're all for the next time that this happens. So you know? let me let me ask you a couple more questions along this line. Uh, I've always felt that there's a line between being a human and being a, an entertainer and that there are some bands out there that that have this political agenda, you know, like a Rage Against the Machine. Like Michael is, Yeah, yeah, like, like this is mm-hmm. what they do, and I expect them to take on these topics. But then there's also been many artists who are like, I'm just here to play music and to give you an escape. And I, I've been listening to so much more music in the last couple of weeks than I have in a long time. And Me it's, too. Oh, mm-hmm. It's been feeling great. But I also want that kind of escape. Do you feel that... Musicians need to take and brands need to take a stand on this, that they all have to or that none of them have to, or that it's their personal choice to step to either step up or just remain silent as a brand, but then speak out on their own. How, how do you feel about that? I've heard so many conflicting things about that.
0: I think we're still figuring it out. right there's no right I think answer there is no right answer. and yeah. every situation yeah. is unique.
2: Yeah. Like, like Tim, I know you're a huge Michael Jackson fan yeah. Yeah. and if he, if he were still around, would you like him any less if he didn't say anything about this? See,
1: and and I mean, I guess this applies to not only musicians, but just anybody really. Yeah, um, actors. I feel are... like I I'm kind of and I don't know if Nasser can agree with me on this, but I'm kind of I don't feel like everybody has to say something. I don't feel like if you're against this, you have to say something. Right. You know, I, I'm not I'm not with that hundred percent. Now, if you feel like you need to say something, but you don't know what to say, then ask somebody. Yeah. But I'm okay with people being quiet, right. you know? Um, I, I don't expect everybody, for, for me, like going to what you just said, uh, as far as what I expect Michael to say something, no, not necessarily. But if he did, cool. Um, if he did, cool, if yeah. not, awesome. I mean, uh, I'm, I don't really, Although I do realize, I feel like, like I said earlier, I do feel like it's gonna take white people in power to make these changes, right. unless somehow um, the black community becomes a bigger presence um, in those decision-making uh, processes. But I, I am just with, like like Nasser said, the people that are just, not, it goes both ways. So white people, please you know, uh, educate yourself, yes. you know, ask those questions, and then black people, be accepting that these white people may not say the right thing every time. Or, you know, overnight, all of a sudden, I'm, you know, saying the right everything. You know, we gotta be accepting. We just had a conversation with somebody last night about that. Um, She was at the protest, and somebody got mad at her because, and she has a a mixed kid. Right. Um, And she uh, had somebody come up to her that was black that didn't appreciate that she said, people of color, instead of black, or instead of African American, or something like that. And I'm just like, he's kind of being ignorant because she's white, like, it's gonna take those people to make this change, and two, she's there. Yeah. Like, are you, you just wanna, it's like, those people just kind of make me mad because because the people that are trying to do good you're still bringing them down right. like they're there they're there they made the effort she made extra effort evidently right. to to organize this thing and make it happen and you you're per, there's nothing wrong with a person of color you know well, I, if I that's mean, what he de- if she decides to use you know i, I just feel like that's so ticky tacky but we are in a sensitive i get it yeah but we just the fact that one's white and one's black in that situation like you have got to be able to Give and take. You can't just be like, no, I I don't like what you just said. just say, by
2: the way, hey, that's not. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe she got, or you got offended or whatever, then just say that to her, you got offended. You don't have to go 20 minutes in on her, like, you know, when she's there, you know? She's not there. And
2: now she might not come back. Right,
1: right, right. Fact, it's it's just that situation in itself, like when you were talking about that, that brought it up and I was just like, that's exactly what we can't be doing right now. We have to understand, that not every white person is going to say the exact politically correct, correct. Um, thing, um, but this conversation has to be had. Yeah. The more the more white people or black people that get educated on this whole situation, the the better chance change is going to come. Yeah. Maybe incrementally, yeah. But sh- like he said, the last forty years have been, or the last five years have been better than the previous 10 years, or previous, you know, it's It's almost been so exponential, true. too, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, uh, been, it's been amazing.
2: Well, have you, guys, have you guys had any moments you're willing to speak about just in regular life as where you've experienced, like, racism from, from, from our area, from our town that should never have happened that's worth talking about? Well, do you want to go first? I mean, I
1: could. I'm going to have a different perspective, obviously. Yeah, you but, do. Um, I would say, so for people that don't know me, I'm, I have a black father and a, and a white mother. Um, but if you don't know by looking at me, you probably think I'm white. Um, and I think that's been an issue for me, um, not only for my own identity, uh, but for how I want to portray myself as well. So, I've had times where people assume I'm white, so they'll say things around me that they probably shouldn't say because I'm not white. Right. But they never, I never, we never had that conversation. Um, Or uh, there was like I could think of one time I was uh, working for a company when when uh, uh, Kinnick Stadium was getting renovated, renovated for the uh, press box, and. The general contractor on that job was literally from Africa. Um, <laughs> and nobody, you know, I, first off, it was, it, I felt like it was a job that kind of made me an outcast just by nature, um, the whole construction yeah, yeah. field. Um, not to knock anything, I loved the job. It was fun working at Kinnick, but I had these guys in there that um, would, would say things about, the general contractor that made me uncomfortable right because I because I'm <coughs> I identify as black yeah personally um just because I and that, that's a whole nother issue I guess too for me but um somebody asked me that the other day do you have identify why don't you identify as white and why do you identify as black um because I was raised black that's what I that's all I could say um but yeah that, that saying things that I heard over that, and, and, and then uh, when I worked for AT&T at one point, I was doing an install for a, a customer, and he was talking about um, who he was talking to on the phone for customer service, who helped him set up this appointment that I'm at. And as I'm walking out, he said the N-word. And literally, I was opening the door, walking out of his house, and I kind of stopped for a second, and right then and there, I was like, is this something I stand up for? Or is this something I just let go? Um, do I really want to get into it? It kind of put me in a place because, um, because I understand where his comfortability saying that, right. because I do look white. Um, so, so yeah, I've, I've said, nobody's ever said it to me directly, right. you know, but I, but it, I remember that day I, I went to my van after that exact moment of the, the, the customer at direct TV. Um, I went in my van and I put up a Facebook post and I said, I wish I was a little darker. And I had so many people show me love for that. Right. Um, and, and I think when we were talking about Obama and, and Trump too, and I don't want to get too political with it, but <laughs> with Obama, I felt like because he was a president, he was black, racism was more hidden. It was still there, just as much as it is now. But,
2: but look at it, we've got a black president. Right, right, everything's right. Everything's
1: good. It was, I just felt like it was under the rug a little bit more. People kind of watched what they said around people. And then Trump yeah, comes so much. in
2: now it's like
1: yeah and I'll it's okay work. and it's okay to it's say, well it's it's like you know, it's almost welcome he 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 allows it you it, know it, and he he's the initiator yeah of, um so i mean I, I didn't mean to ramble too much on that but no, i do that's feel important, like dude. i do feel like i have a different perspective and and you know i have i it's just an identity crisis kind of thing where you know my my black friends don't always see me as a black guy right. and then my white friends don't always see me as a white guy. So where do it's I kind fit of a unique, in? You know it's a, unique yeah, it's a unique perspective, especially when we're talking about stuff like this. Cause um, I've always told people Thanks, jokingly, um, I guess kind of tongue in cheek that I have the best of both worlds. I can, you know, I can wear saggy can, pants if I want to, your... or I can wear a polo if I want to. You know, I've always said it just kind of a jokingly way, but that's exactly true. I mean I, I grew up from a black family um, not a great situation, but um, I was also I, I taught myself how to speak, right, you know, right, and how to say big words and how to enunciate and how to, you know, so so, not to say that that's my white side or anything, but I it's it's just a. It's, complicated situation. You know, this is
0: beautiful because I was going to talk about my experiences, but we're going to talk about this now. We're going to talk about my perspective on that same thing because what I'm about to say, you guys are all 100% going to identify with, and anybody <laughs> who listens to this is going to identify with. And we're going to finally have this conversation for the first time, and you know exactly what I'm going to say, don't you? <laughs> because it's very true, and we're we're going we're going to we're going to discuss it and why it's offensive and why I've let it go for a lot of times and why sometimes I've literally blown my top over it. Because I understand why people say that I, with the skin as dark as I am, am maybe the whitest black guy that a lot of these people know. (laughs) So let's talk about that. We laugh about it and it's kind of funny. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's insulting. Mm -hmm. It's very insulting to me. And I understand why you say it and I also agree with it but it's also insulting. But it also so, shouldn't be a so thing. So let me that so let say. me because because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about culture. Like when I'm driving around town in my car and they don't have a personal relationship with me, I'm just that dark-skinned black guy. But if you know me, you're like, okay, well he speaks a certain way, he likes this kind of music, he associates with sort ser- with certain people, and this happens with black people and white people. Okay. I understand why I am quote-unquote the whitest black guy you know. But you have to look deep into why you're saying that. Because why you're saying that is because I speak a certain way, I don't speak like certain other people you know, I happen to like certain, like, since we're talking about music, musically, I yeah. like rock music. Right. I like a lot of white pop music. I mean, but I also like as much R&B, mm-hmm. soul, reggae as that. But I understand why people say it, but that's also part of this whole issue that we're having. The, the connotation behind that, you know, that, and I've seen this side a lot. It's like you, you want to accept black culture, but you don't want to accept black people. And that's why right. I think a lot of times people are like oh you're the one because I have assimilated in some degree to what it is that I like as far as like being open about like music and you know what, whatever it is the, the way that I speak the way that I live my life I, I mean we're all products of our environment totally no question mm-hmm. so I as much as I understand that I do take offense to that, because I think of what that says about where we are as a society and a culture, that that is like the connotation that is set there. Basically because it almost seems like the things about the black culture that I am not
1: Right, like you're not a thug, so you're you're or, white,
0: or or, <laughs> or, or right. so yeah, right, exactly. So 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 that. that so that's almost offensive. Like yeah. I mean, I choose to live the life that I want to live, and and to be like the person that I want to be. Like I'm not going to be offended that or feel bad about liking rock music Dude, or liking you know certain things. You literally just or nailed to it. Speak though. a certain way, mm-hmm. you, you, you know. You nailed
2: mm-hmm. you nailed the issue, man. There there is. In the real ideal world is there's just not stereotypes of races. Like, it's just you are who you are mm-hmm. and you like what you like. And that, that to me is what I feel like the, the, the utopia world is, is that we all just do what we want. That's, we what it what we want. That's it should be. It should be, Is that the ideal world we get to someday? Like, I'm not saying we get there, but, but is that what it is? Where you, oh, just, we'll you never just like what you like? get there. We'll never completely get there. But here's what here's also what I
0: think. I, I think the burden now, I hate to do this to you guys, but... the, 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 the Fair the, warning. Yeah, hey, here we go. Damn it. Uh, the, the burden is on, like I said, those that are the least affected by this. Yeah. And so what I honestly, instead of really like in the public setting, I think how this really gets fixed is... And, I, and, and this is the analogy I've been using this last week. Like, because I don't know how it works for you guys, but I, but I know for certain, like every white person has someone in their lives that will say certain things they would never say in front of black people. And everybody has an uncle or a cousin or a friend who's been like the most awesome person that they've known in their lives, like has always had a good perspective on certain things, has always been there to help them, has always been like, you know, that great person in life, but happens to be a little racist. Maybe it says the N-word sometimes, like just at, like him casually. Said, only yeah, you know what only I'm saying? when no one's and around. Like, yeah. And you're like, hey, yeah. yeah, hey, hey, Uncle uh, you know, Jim Bob is like <laughs> Save my life. Yeah, thats That's a bad one. That's
2: good. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yeah, well Uncle Jim Bob <laughs> I know you didn't watch uh, the little house on the prairie. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jim Bob's probably wrong. Jim Bob probably no, Jim doesn't Bob have is,
2: the same <laughs> perspective. Jim Bob is just fine, right? Yeah. right? Jim Bob's
0: probably a little different. But but you know what I'm saying? Like we all have that probably you guys have that person in your life who
2: just Probably says things you're like Dude, that's not cool. So you're, you're saying on these on these these small moments now where you used to let them slide, you don't let them slide anymore. I, I the, these little small moments, like you said, if you could now go back to I don't when you had slide. your hand on that door, mm-hmm. you would go back in and say yeah. something, right? But. But it's so small. No. Well the
1: issue with that situation was I, I felt like I had to be professional too. Like I'm working for a company. I don't know if I Correct. You know, that so it was so it was a lot to deal with in that one exact moment for me to say, What am I supposed to do here? You know, so it was a lot for me. Am I supposed to I could have been fired if I said the wrong thing. But you know but what isn't what that, the is thing? that what don't, I should don't do? not we, don't we that step what up, up to do? now? Yeah. And like Is that what I'm supposed to do? Hey, I
2: might get fired, but right. I'm gonna say something about this. Yeah, it was tough. Is that what you're kinda saying? Like no, actually less uh, less than
0: that, or the opposite of that. I'm just kind of rambling, though. Hey, no more Jameson for me. I'm, Let's just I'm, uh, I'm gonna take I'm, this bottle. Yeah, take that, put that over there. I haven't eaten yet today, and now I feel like I'm just like kind of drunk rambling. Um, Drambling. No, but the Drambling. but the point the point that I really was trying to make is that I think it's gonna have to be more like in those personal moments between. Family people, but and, and, and friends, and, yeah. family members, and friends. Like as I think, that's where the real change is going to happen, not on social media, and not people like being rah rah, but just finding a way to tell your favorite family member who has been a great influence in your life. Correct, that good, is good a little person, bit racist, but like, or a lot racist. <laughs> and I don't even know how to tell you to do that. How you find that voice to be like, "Hey, I'm not comfortable with you speaking." like that around me. I and and what what do you tell that person? I, do you I show your story? I don't know cuz each situation is going to be individual and unique. So that's going to have to be something that each group is going to have to figure out for themselves. For themselves the other thing too with the about. same and, and the same mindset like Police officers. Right. I think most police officers, just like most other people, are good people and they want to do the right thing. But those are the people that are really going to change the culture and yeah. change it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, hey, in the locker room, those police officers are going to, have to step up and call out the ones that are not doing right. We're gonna need us as black people. We need white people to call out your mm-hmm, friends, that might and it doesn't be, have to be a public thing. No,
2: no, just it's it just—it's
0: gonna be more powerful if you do it one on one. I prefer it in not a way, public, and, you, yeah. and you find a way that if you know someone, you know how how to approach them the best way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we're having a couple beers. Let's talk about some this. people respond to certain things one way, and some people another way. Those are where the conversations right. are really going to be mm-hmm. making change in. Bedrooms and in fucking yeah. dining rooms and in living rooms,
2: mm-hmm. dude. Me and, well, me and we're not around. Me and Molly have just over the last five days just sat in our living room and had conversations about things that, that we've never talked about in <laughs> thirteen years of being married or, or together. Mm-hmm. Because like what oh whatever like that's not a thing we talk about. But now we're having those conversations, and that's why this all feels so different to me. I hope. I hope it's not just a flash in the pan. Like I hope. That I don't this think it has, is. I don't think so. I it just feels it so different. Hey, but just like everything else if this
0: platform is what we want it to be it's going to help a little bit and hey we're going to, hey, it's going to ebb and flow it's yep. not like this is going no. to fix this it this is
2: the day that we did yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> hey no.
0: this is going to be one of those days like in 50 years when we look back at history this is going to be well hey <laughs> 2020 is definitely going to be a historical <laughs> seen, mark it's 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 you, and, and yeah, it's years. And, and no, it's in a thousand years in yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a
2: thousand in a thousand years be <laughs> talk about 2020 my well did you see that but I don't want to Try to quote it, but I saw something the other day that said we all were complaining about 2020 and how terrible it's been. But like maybe 2020 was the year that we that we needed Mm -hmm. 100 to to like. I know it's uncomfortable, but that's what we needed. You never make real change through comfort. No, No. because dude, I grew up I grew up uh, two miles from Ferguson, Missouri, where like the Trayvon Martin stuff was, and that was like a this is a big deal, and then it just. You know, it just kind of went away, but it only got brought
1: up when something else happened.
2: This just feels so <laughs> yeah. different, and on a world scale. And yeah. dude, Absolutely, I'm, I'm a huge so- uh, soccer fan. Real football oh, today. Real football. <laughs> real football. Is that what you're talking about? Like this over there? What? Oh no, I'm talking about how you, you think of you think of racism as a as a U.S. problem, and it's a big problem in America. But mm-hmm. like Europe's Europe is not good either, and I think they're they're stepping into this fight as well. A lot mm-hmm. of people over there are doing marches. And no, okay, yeah, that's what I was crazy. saying. Like, it's been it's,
0: amazing, like yeah. the last 24, 48 Worldwide, hours. There's been Worldwide some very been bad, bad nice.
2: racial stories yeah. of like the English Football League mm-hmm. and like where some of these guys are just, oh God. It's yeah. And so hopefully this is all like, we're we're literally, in this world together, and, and, and we, we've had conversations about this. My big thing is that we, as a band, we don't talk about, we've never talked about politics, we've never talked about anything, these polarizing subjects, but like, this is, this is not a polarizing subject, this is human rights. Yeah. Yeah how are we still not getting this right, is my big deal right now. I think like, I'm with you on that.
1: How like, is this still I don't understand a, why it's still a thing. I
2: get if you love Trump or don't love Trump, yeah, like yeah. what, I get it, we're, we're polarizing and ah! But like, <laughs> the rights of human beings to like live on the planet?
1: I've <laughs> always said I don't understand how you can hate somebody for something they couldn't control. Right. I've always been the guy that, you know, you do me right, we're cool. Totally. Um. But I literally, I didn't have a checklist when I was born and said, hey, I want some of this in me, I want some <laughs> of that in, you know, let's do a dash of that. Um, I, it wasn't a choice that yeah. I made. Now, if I, you know, do something to your family or something yeah. like that, like, okay, I deserve whatever you mm-hmm. have to say to me. Right. But this was a choice that I couldn't make. This is a choice <coughs> that he couldn't make. It's a choice you couldn't no. make. Um, and the reason... the. And maybe it's because I'm, you know, I just wasn't raised that way or whatever. But um, for obvious reasons, but it's just something. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I, I've always said this is, as I've grown up, the last probably two years, I've always said I would love to have a sit down conversation with somebody that's like a part of the KKK or or somebody that's a, a proud racist. Just I, like, I would just love just to have a, a, a controlled. You wouldn't. I mean, I no. probably wouldn't. So is shaking his head. I probably no. wouldn't. He would. But I feel like. I'm not trying saying that I want to change that. <laughs> right.
0: Necessarily. You want to get I'm not perspective. saying you shouldn't do it, but you're not gonna feel it. I'm not saying I'm gonna. It's I'm just saying it'll it be has, very intriguing. It's a it's a thing to do sometimes. I've done it a couple times. Have you really? You're not gonna feel better coming yeah, out of I, it. Yeah, I am not expecting that. So, I just wanna s I just wanna understand <laughs> it a little bit. But hey, more, but you know? but you're just hey, but you'll get it's a very like, okay, I get it. That's
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I'm not
2: trying to change it. You've them, had but, you've had conversations like that with people before, like oh fuck for sure and they and they and you realize how deeply ingrained that oh for sure hey no- there was
0: a time when I was trying to be this in social media You're Facebook Russian. warrior where I go to people's posts <laughs> and I would try to like <laughs> hit them with this like like this open honest heartfelt like hey here's me as a human being just trying just- to like tell you my story and it's like hey fuck off nigger I don't want to hear but, this like, but
2: dude, but right. that is the bullshit of social <laughs> media though if if you had, well, had that conversation sitting the way we are now okay, do you n- no but because, hey, listen, it's, it's about the, the person involved. Correct.
0: Hey, that person that I sent that message to is going to be that person on this microphone Correct. or with their. So that's how this happens, is because this is a learned, passed down behavior.
2: Racism it's is taught. learned, yeah, it's taught. Yeah. My my great-grandma, I remember going to my great-grandma's little apartment in St. Louis. Period. And she would say the N-word. Yeah. Like, I was, like, 45 years But you loved her. Old. Well, it, I, didn't, I didn't know so her. So weird. Like, and, and you're young. You don't know that. And that's, and my that's dad, why. but here's here's the best part, is my dad, my dad, would we would leave, and he would say, that's not the thing you're supposed to do. She, w- she grew up this way, and she can't mm. change and it. And
0: that... Is why There's you the are who you are, yes. yep. and that is. is what you that need to do just, for your kids when you have them, yeah. and that's what other people need to do for their perspective Save and understand do that, that we don't do how that. it gets fixed. Yeah, yep. that's how it gets fixed. Is because you she, because in that sense where you're like, I don't know what to do or whatever. Like that is that's the it. teaching that led you to be like, Hey, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now, but I know that's wrong mm-hmm. because he.
2: Allowed I, you, I wouldn't have known that was wrong. To still love just, your family
0: mm-hmm. member, hey, the perspective. Then yeah. that's what we're all—we all are coming from these different yeah. perspectives. And until we understand <laughs> where people are coming from, and until we're willing to listen to and understand the perspectives that we disagree with the most wholeheartedly, we'll never understand how to fix them. Because yeah. if I don't know what got you here, you don't know what got me here. How are we ever going to no really fix anything? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if we both really want to. Yeah. Because what's important about this podcast and us all talking is that we take the conversation that we had and those of us that are listening to this or whoever listens to this and apply that to their lives, and it's all going to be applicable in a completely different manner. And just yeah, for little all of us. moments are just, just going to start. Bit. But if we are all coming from the right place and leading with love and understanding. Eventually we'll get there. And I'm not saying 100% it's going to be like kumbaya no, every no. day. <laughs> yeah. But I will you know never what? get there. But. but you know what? My boys will have an opportunity to make that list with all those my friends kids
2: twice as big. So In 15 to 20 years. Are you years, having conversations we'll get, with your we'll son? Get black about this like <laughs> no. I know you both. Like I, is this a is, it's got to be so weird, right? Well, the
0: youngest one is so young. It's just not
2: it's the the not, oldest
0: one is really getting there. I mean, he's at that point. He's in it. <laughs> and I am constantly reevaluating the way that I <laughs> want to present this with him and the thought process of it, as we all should be. I mean, I can't – maybe Kyle Hollop. Somebody posted something that was like, hey, if you're still living life with the same ideals or the same thought processes that you were like – even a year ago, but yeah. five or ten years ago, you're not doing life right. Yeah, now. you're messing. It's up. never. Stop you it's never changing. get to a point where you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh my <laughs> god, like it's always changing. Pimp. Always. like you always have to be open to like different mindsets and like other perspectives. It's like if you're like I'm not trying to learn anything else about yeah. how other people live or how life is for other people, then you are definitely never going to be part of the change, and yeah. you're
2: always going to be part of the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the one good thing about social media, because I, I actually am off of Facebook for three days now, because I just couldn't take the, the, the negativity and, and the so arguing, yeah. and I find that I feel better than I have, we started this off by saying my mental state's been terrible. I feel great right now. Do you? Because I'm trying to have conversations in turn. Me too, because and ter- and I've been having conversations. <laughs> yes. But dude, the one good thing before I left Facebook, though, if there was any positive, was seeing... Who the racists are. Oh, like, man. Like, you, we finally know it. Yeah. Like, it's, I, yeah. now I know who they are, okay. and I can't, I'm not gonna Thank tolerate you. it anymore. Like, oh, man. Oh, bro. And, here, and here's the thing,
0: too, that I think is gonna be the most powerful of, of all this once we get there. It's like, <laughs> hey, identifying them and killing them with kindness oh yes. God, and living yeah. our lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you because, go ahead. Hey, like in,
0: in the same way that like your parents could yell at you, but hey, what was the worst thing your parents ever said to you? I'm so disappointed. Like when they weren't <laughs> yelling at you and then they just walk away, that was the mind fuck. That's, that's Wait, what, made what you really think about what you did. That's what makes you really think about what you did. Not <laughs> yeah. them yelling at you and beating right, your right. face. You're like, we're gonna Damn, I really, really messed up. I expect to get she this. She don't even know what to say to me. Mama, say something! to me, please! Yes, please. <laughs> that's oh man,
2: dude. I picture the collector, I picture 80% of the world moving on into the future. Yeah. Of harmony, and then the 20% just being like,
0: Hey, and you know, what? are they mad at us? Hey, you know, <laughs> and you know what the most beautiful thing is? They're gonna look so stupid, and, look ignorant. So stupid. and they are in hey, the same way that you look at pictures from like the 50s and the 60s, oh, God. you know, like the racist side and stuff, how ridiculous how that it looks. looks. It's mm-hmm. gonna
2: look so bad in
0: that moment. That was the reality.
2: I
1: saw something the other day, uh, Laura Ingram or Lauren Ingram. Whoever that is, Uh, she she was the, uh, she's politically somebody. Um, But two years ago, she told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. And just a couple days ago, she said Drew Brees has the right to say whatever he wants to say or feel how he wants to feel. So it's that, that kind of thing. You know, it's the same thing, same situation, same issues. Yeah. But you have totally, because one's black and one's white. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, uh, but that's, I see a lot of that. People that, um, and it's, in both ways, really. I, I you know, it's not just one way. Um, but you just see a lot of it, and that's Facebook and, and social media in general is just bringing that stuff out. Like you said, it's kind of weeding out some people.
2: It's, it's bad and good all yeah, at the yeah, same it's, time. Yeah, it's all at the same time, yeah. Are you guys inspired that you see, uh, you see these photos and videos of protests? And there's, there's a very diverse group of people in these crowds. I mean, that, that's- That's huge. That's, that's pretty- huge. Yeah. Even ours yesterday. The the one uh, last I, night in Cedar Rapids yeah, seemed yeah, like there part. was a lot seen, of different people in the crowd. Powerful pictures yeah.
0: today that came out. Of I Iowa. was watching a lot some of it. Powerful pictures from friends of mine that aren't from Iowa. This one's different.
2: Yeah, this one's yeah. different. Totally change is different. happening. I feel so different.
0: Hey, you, it's going to be uncomfortable, and if it's not uncomfortable, then you're not really making change. <laughs> you're not. Yes. If, you're, if, if we're not all somewhat uncomfortable,
2: yeah, you go, then you go. Black really lives matter, happening. and then you just go and, back to and, your life and, and, and feel normal. And like I
0: said, I was talking to some people the other day, and they're like, "Oh, it's worse than ever." I'm telling you, man, things are getting better than ever. And I know that that seems weird, but what you have to look at is like we're talking about it. And this is all we've ever been asking. That's all you want All we've ever been asking is to have a platform to actually be able to talk about it and actually be able to present our feelings, our thoughts. Hey, you asked earlier like pers- perspectives, life things. I have lived one of the most charmed lives I feel like as an African American. Uh, in this country like as far as the amount of racism that I've had to deal with right. um, situations I put myself in like I've lived a blessed life but I've definitely dealt with some shit and it's, some of it's little and some of it's weird okay so me and Curtis lived in the same apartment you know Curtis Justin's yeah. brother yeah. me and Curtis lived in the same apartment building we lived there for like maybe three years together and we walked to it was literally we're coming <laughs> go yeah, we're coming no, go you were right we were apartments there yep. before they were before it was coming go right there on Blair's Ferry in Lindale, and we walked back and forth you know for years you know we drinking or whatever, I was stopped walking the cocktails maybe like five times. Curtis was never stopped never walking same back and path, forth. Same hey, amount of nothing times. happened. It didn't leave any rest or whatever. But just that fact alone just my presence being enough to just be questioned. That's a, I mean, is it, a, is it a huge thing? No, did it lead to anything? No, but that's like the mindset. Right. And that's like how it starts because for every officer that puts his foot on, you know, someone's neck in that situation, that same mindset are the people that are keeping people from getting loans for houses yeah. mm-hmm. or for small businesses mm-hmm. or for, because we are all more of a product of our economic, social status than we are of anything else. Poor white people have it the same as poor black people, more than, you know what I'm saying, like the higher class. Now obviously there's other racial issues involved, but this whole thing is about economics. That's 100% what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. It really does. And so when we talk about systemic racism and like, hey, you can be president, there are many opportunities for black people to succeed. What we're talking about is Hey, you know what? When you live in a certain area, tax money goes to certain schools. So if you live in a certain area mm-hmm. and it's predominantly poor, black, or predominantly poor, whatever, then your education is not going to be as
2: good because there's not as much juxt- money. In
0: juxtaposition, yeah. You if you, if you, you, you know, when I was if you are in this district that has more tax money going in, then you have better it's education, smaller class mm-hmm. sizes. All, and so is that going, hey, are some people gonna be able to rise up through that? Absolutely. And are some people gonna have that opportunity and squander it? Absolutely. But all we're saying is a really equal playing field. So, and I understand how like frustrating that can be when you're talking about privilege. Like I didn't do anything. Like a lot of people are offended, like white people by the term white privilege. Mm-hmm. It's like, you didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong and you're not doing anything wrong. All we're asking you to do yeah. is say, hey, I could, completely understand how this could be a problem for you, how this could be an issue. And what can I do so that your kids don't have to fight the same fight you did and their kids can have a little better fight. Cause we ain't improving this shit immediately. (laughs) We're never never going to completely er eradicate it, but let's just make it a little bit better every day as much as we can, each of us. And that it's, it's, it's little things, man. It's just like, Little pebbles, if we all throw one little pebble in, <laughs> there's millions yeah, of pebbles there.
2: That's the thing. It's you don't not, we're have to throw like a huge boulder, boulder in, so, yeah. just throw
0: a little pebble in there with us, man. Just mm-hmm. give me a pebble.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Someone's that's... gonna throw boulders, someone's gonna throw pebbles, but if we all keep filling it up, we will, The bu- what was the buoyancy of it, will rise above <laughs> that <laughs> shitty liquid and we cannot have to deal with that as much.
2: <laughs> Shitty liquid,
0: yeah. Let's get out of that shitty let's racial that liquid shit. and like keep throwing pebbles in, and we'll all rise up. And then you won't have to say as much because that will be the norm yeah. and that will be the reality. You'll right. look stupid saying stuff like yes. that, yes.
2: And I think it's starting to get you already do look stupid, like, but
0: then like now you're really gonna you, look stupid. like
2: everybody thinks you look eventually stupid, eventually, it's gonna that. flip. Ugh.
1: And yeah, I well, mean it's, there's a powerful video going back to what he was saying about white privilege that I saw recently. It's it's like these campers of all ages and races, um, and they're doing this race uh, from here to probably 100 hundred hundred yards or something. And they do this race, and this kept the counselor guy is saying he he's, he says I'm gonna before we anybody runs anywhere, I'm gonna say some questions or some situations. And if it applies to you, you take two steps forward. Oh shit. And so, and he's like, whoever makes it to the finish line gets a hundred dollars. And so, so he's at the, he's at the finish line. So. And he starts naming off, you know, stuff like, he says stuff like, if you've never had access to private education, take two steps forward. That some people took two steps forward. Yeah. Some people stayed where they were right. at. And he just kept asking these, you know, the yeah. questions, but he did it in such a way where it wasn't questions that uh, the people that were racing had control over. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was the most powerful It wasn't, part. Like, it wasn't a decision you know the you made. It this. wasn't a decision you made in this. After he got done, he asked probably 10 questions and he said, you know, just so you know, these weren't questions that had anything to do with anything you guys ever did. This is just the system yes. that you were brought up in, the situation wow. you were brought up in. Yeah. It was super powerful because you literally saw like all the black people were still there. Like if you have a father in your home, if if your parents are still married, um, wow. you know, so all this. 2025
0: small questions. Yeah. And then they everybody turn around at the <laughs> end and yep. look and see how much further you got to step yeah. forward. That and then is, they that's finished powerful. the race. They
1: finished the race. It, it and then he said, powerful. Okay, I you get the hundred dollars, but really think about that hundred dollars. Do you do you feel okay keeping that hundred dollars? kind of wow. thing at the end. So it was it was super, po- and I don't remember where I saw it or whatever, I should source it, because it was one of the most powerful um, videos that I've seen through all this. I, saw
0: it on I, uh, like I think that might have been where
1: I saw it too, but Shit.
2: that one that one was, that one. That's a really yeah, easy way to was, show like, yeah. hey, I you know you didn't have any control right. over this, but look at where you're at.
1: Right, because because the thing with white privilege, like Nasser was saying, is yeah, I, it, we don't say that to, to be offensive to anybody, and it's not it's not necessarily anything they did either. Right. To give them that privilege. It's just their their skin, of their the color of their skin or the race that they are didn't make it harder, right? For the for them. That's yeah, so, that's so that's pri- what it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: and, and I think that's one of the big things that I think when you say privilege, it feels like you feel like, oh well, I just got this huge bonus. But what it is more than a bonus is its ability to- or just a life situation where you just don't have to deal with that hurdle. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like you don't like know that you don't have. It's to It's not deal necessarily with like that. you're getting like bonus points, but <laughs> you're just not having to have to deal with things from maybe as difficult of a situation yeah. or a standpoint. And and so and so that's what I've been trying to tell people that like that have asked me questions this week is what you have to realize is have you watched this officer standing on Floyd's neck and you see that and you're like man how could this even be a reality.
2: How are we watching In this this? day and age, you have to
0: also realize, like I said, that dude works as a president of a bank or works in this company or works at that. And they influence, you know, who gets jobs, who gets loans, who gets these opportunities to, you know, get a loan for a house, to get approved for certain, you know, all of these things. Yeah, credit. Like, I mean, all these things that, can help you know families create generational wealth to yeah. make life better for your children, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, to our to our point, you know, I have a beautiful opportunity to make my life better for my boys than it was for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for them to have an opportunity if they
2: just suit so then they go even better, right? Yeah, like that's the whole could, idea. But
0: you also know what me in this situation, there are people like I have family members who live in the inner city who live in other scenarios who are just in such an exponentially worse situation right, that right. could never even imagine having the opportunity that I have. And that's, that's what we're saying. Yeah, it's right. like that's a reality and I, and and so I saw somebody who posted something was like I cannot believe that anybody would possibly think that this is this A situation is not better than B and it had to do with, you know, systemic racism or yeah, something. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, but the, but what I'm trying to tell you is it is. And maybe it's not Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but somewhere else in this country, people are dealing with that. I have mm-hmm. family members that are dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is more about us seeing more of these, oppor- these situations. Yeah. You know, I and mean, we're all a product of our environment and our experiences. And I think we just need to get... Change the environment, right? Change the environment and, like, share more experiences so people can be like, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. Like, even though I have never... Hey, you know what? As a, as a, as a guy, bartender... I bartended forever. And like one of the last years I worked at the pig, there were some perspectives on things. Like at the end of the night, like that the girls have to deal with about feeling uncomfortable. Right. About like, hey, worried about walking to the parking lot with their money. I've never once walked. No. My biggest nights, I never was worried about how much money was in my pocket when I walked to my car.
2: But but nobody was probably gonna fuck with that. me. But
0: here it's like, oh go, damn, I never even thought about mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm scared to take the trash out. I'm scared to like. You know, oh, you're on yeah. a shift. Like, why? Why do the girls never take this trash out within, like, because they're <laughs> terrified to walk yeah. to the dumpster that's right outside the door? Yeah, because it's just them. Maybe yeah. you know.
1: With with that being said, too, um, there are you know, if there's one thing that I could say to, you know, coming from a, a black man, um, maybe Nasser can second this too, is saying this to, to white people. Just understand that there's everyday things that that we have to think about that most people don't. Yeah. Something like wearing a hoodie. You know, something like, you know, I, it's a conscious effort for me when I'm walking into Walmart or Target or any public place not to have my hood up. Right. It's, it's a, con- or every time I pass a cop on, on the highway or the street, I'm looking in my rear view mirror making sure he's not behind me. And if he does, then there's a whole protocol that I have to go right. through when I get pulled over because I don't want to be, George Floyd, or, right. or 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 you know anybody else that's been affected by that. So I would just say, just understand like those little things that you may take for granted, not you know uh, consciously, right. obviously, but but it's just little things like that 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 you know. And maybe I'm lucky too. You know, this is kind of the, the identity thing that I was telling you about me being light. So maybe I don't have to worry about it so much. I still do. Still in your. But it's still in my psyche. Yeah. Um, but it's still just those little things, those little decisions every day that we do every single day, and it's just tweaked for me, right. or tweaked for NASA, or, or you know, or any other person in the black community. Right. Just, just consider that,
2: you just know. Think, just yeah, think, yeah. Just way. think of that, yeah. Well, I mean, like this—this this is number one for me—is is having conversations to show that not only it's okay to have conversations, but that you should have your own conversations this is all that it's about for me. I'm I'm not about Facebook debates. I'm like, <laughs> let's just talk. Yeah. I've, I've felt so great having you guys here. If you're a musician listening to this, like, hey, sorry for the time out on the music podcast, but like, this is more important than music. And have these conversations. Call out people for being fucking racial idiots. Like, we're in a new world. Like, do you want to join us or not? And honestly, like support black owned businesses like that thing went around reach out to your black friends and tell them you fucking love them like i mean like just the little things is all we can do and you know what like speak out if you if you can and if you can't listen and try to determine how to be a better person but i mean like i feel like that's about where we can (laughs) where we can end this because like (laughs) that's like that's like it And, and and if this doesn't affect you like you're going to be the ones left behind because
1: that should affect everybody. Yeah,
2: and if it doesn't, yeah. like if you're, doesn't, you're yeah, starting like to become in, yeah. the minority yeah. of yeah. the people that don't want to see yeah. this change.
0: And, yeah, and that's what's going to happen in the, in the long run. And the beautiful thing, like I, like I said, I really think the beautiful thing about all this is we're going to know who <laughs> our allies are yep. and where everybody stands. And I think ultimately, the beautiful thing about anything is like moving on with class and grace yep. so after all of this messiness when we see the people whose true colors are still out there i hope that everybody chooses to not put their energy into that negativity it's like okay this person's lost and they it's feel fine. that way and hey you have a right to live your life the way you want but Go the for rest it. of us we're going to try to live in peace and understanding and that's where the victory is going to be but yep. yep. we are we'll all say. living the harmonious life that we want to live yep and we're all mad at each other actually about the trash being out, if that's what our issue is, <laughs> not about you know something else that is leading up to that, that has made this a bigger issue than it's supposed to be. I'm optimistic for the future. I honestly think that my boys are going to have a better life than I have, and I cannot be more thankful for that. And I haven't thought that this whole year, except for the last few days, because all this stuff that's happening right now mm-hmm. is for the best, mm-hmm. 100%. You cannot get comfortable completely until you're completely uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, that's well said.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. hey, listen, if you wanna make the best omelet that you ever made, you <laughs> gotta break a bunch of fucking eggs. <laughs> and we are breaking <laughs> eggs, we're no, Tomatoes right now, <laughs> <laughs> you whatever that you bowl. like in it. <laughs> whatever you like in your omelet, I feel like we're making the best omelet that the world's ever seen. I really do. <laughs>
2: We're talking about it. Well, we're gonna hopefully look back on this and be like, Yeah, you know, we what called mean? it, we called it, <laughs> nailed it. Nassau had maybe too not much this James podcast, in. but this whole <laughs> thing. Yes, this that's right not called. our
0: podcast. Hey, but you know what, though, brother? I love you so much. I love yeah, you, yeah, too, man. You uh, yeah, goodness, much thank love. You. This yeah. was great. Yeah. I'm glad we did this, hey, yeah, this and I'm awesome. also glad we moved it. To yes. where we had the proper time and exactly. Kind of we dis- couldn't have
2: done this on Friday yeah, like we were hoping yeah, to it do it. It
0: wouldn't have been
2: the same. Well, <laughs> so, live, live from the rewind, we got Tim Fraser, Nasser Cooper, Mike Schulte. Be fucking excellent to each other. It's not that damn hard, okay? Facts. See you later.